0: So, you know don't you think that i might want some cereal and of course my response was oh do you want some and she actually Uh-oh. didn't want some cereal, right that wasn't about which, the cereal right yeah, it wasn't about that right, right what she wanted was for me to be considerate and think of her the millennial
1: generation is as follows welcome
0: to surrounded by Idiots. radio podcast
1: Well, once again you made your way back into the Surrounded by Idiots Radio Podcast. Hey everybody, this is your host, Dr. Tony Dufrain life strategist millennium mentor and you know also the owner javabud.com and you know these shows are really geared towards the millennial audience i talk to you guys i deal with you guys every day i talk to you this is all about you and today i'm going to do a little bit of a twist and it's going to be like a mentor round table because you got a couple old guys on today and we're going to help you young guys and girls deal with the stuff of relationships in dealing with the other person's inner circle the other person's uh, family and maybe close friends but we're going to deal more with family and i'm on the line with author bob Marsochi and he is uh, his book is coming out in a couple months and it's called you exhaust me a clueless guy's guide to marriage hey bob how are you today
0: Hey Tony, I'm great. Thanks for uh, having me on. Uh, not really a problem.
1: Yeah, you got a hold of me and and uh, and was talking about the book, and I thought it was pretty hilarious. Uh, and uh, I had mentioned some of the stuff that I've gone through as well. And we are mm-hmm. sort of kismet on that whole having to deal with you know relationships, the Mars mm-hmm. Venus thing with the men and the women, mm-hmm. which is which is a legit legit thing. We both talk in different languages. And we have to know how to communicate. It's that space in between. And you deal with that a lot in your book, the the sample passages that you'd sent over to me. So when we were chatting about doing a show, I wanted to do a show specifically on dealing with getting into a relationship and dealing with the other person's inner sanctum, the other person's mostly family, I think. And that's kind of where I think in your book you deal with right in terms of it, it, more so being married but still dealing with the other person's family because once you get in to that relationship you you have no choice but to adopt their relationship with those other people right and then so how do you go about talking about that or bringing that up in your book
0: well you know there are a number of different ways that if you know if if you look at you know a um you know be, be it millennials or um, gen xers who you know let's say some guy he finds the the, the love of his life and uh, he proposes and you know she says yes great you know they, congratulations they, they found that, you know they 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 found that the love of their life their soulmate they're all set to get married right but you know, I think that have, after having you know, uh, been around other married guys for, for for many years, some of my close friends, some of my you know f- former colleagues, you know, there are certain common denominators in in, in every dynamic, and those extend beyond what is uh, just the relationship between the the guy and 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 um his his fiance or his, his wife mm-hmm. uh, as you mentioned there's the family dynamic and you oh. know that the family dynamic it can be a source of great joy obviously but can but it can also at times be uh, you know quite a source of tremendous frustration and
1: sometimes in the same moment both of those oh,
0: yeah yeah absolutely absolutely yes. <laughs> you know s- With, s- smash question.
1: cut to Christmas Eve you know I mean that's yeah, yeah, so,
0: well yeah so let me you know you know great joke Christmas Eve right uh, uh-huh. and that you know obviously for most families is a time for families to come to get together to to celebrate Christmas Eve celebrate Christmas celebrate. Family. Well, uh, a number of years ago, uh, we were at my in-laws. In In walks my Parents, my mom and dad, who at the time um you know and we're living here in southern california that at that time they were still living in New England, and you know my dad, I think I mentioned to you he's he's my dad's pretty old school he's old school Italian, he has a certain way of looking at things and saying and doing things and at times really not caring what other people think about what he says so mm-hmm. so um my sister in law says to my dad, "Oh hi, you know, happy holidays, and she wishes him you know happy holidays all right. 99 out of 100 people would Uh say Happy Holidays back. Not my dad. My dad says to her, it's Merry Christmas. Of course he did. (laughs) Of course, right? And, you know, my dad being, you know, Italian, Catholic, you know, that's the only way he sees it. It's Merry Christmas. Now, I wasn't in the same room when this happened. But, you know, within, I don't know, 30 seconds, my wife runs into the room I'm in and she's like, you need to get a hold of your dad and uh, control him. I'm like, what's going on now? Right? So so I go over there and and they, they broke out into, a, into an argument in my dad. And I told my dad, I said, Dad, I said, just stop. Right. And he looks at me. And he's like, he's like, she's wrong. And I'm like, she's not wrong. You're not wrong. You're not right. There is no wrong or right. It's whatever you want. Well, and, you know, before long, my poor sister-in-law was in tears. <laughs> it's like, and this, is, this right. is your
1: wife's sister, right?
0: Yes, this is my wife's Right, sister. right. This so so
1: this, wasn't even, this wasn't even your wife, but you still have to deal with this, with the clash of yes. these two different types of oh. ideologies that come together because of the relationship.
0: Oh, without question, you know. As you can imagine, <laughs> that you know, within you know two minutes or so of my dad entering the uh, my my in law's house, you know, he's he's already up in arms. My poor sister in law's crying. My in laws are wondering what in the world is going on, and. It, you know, it, it,
1: so it so so basically, a, a typical Christmas Eve is is what you're yes, saying. Yes. 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 Exactly. I mean,
0: look, I grew up, I grew <laughs> up in an Italian household, and I was used to having, especially my dad's side. You know, when I was a little kid, I remember my in-laws would come over. I'm sorry, not my in-laws, my aunts and uncles would mm-hmm. come over to the house, and we'd sit around having, um, you know, traditional uh, dinner on Sundays. But inevitably, it would break out into a shouting match. (laughs) That's (laughs) that's how I grew up with with my dad's family arguing with, um, you know, my my dad would argue with his brothers or his sisters and they go back and forth and just arguing. So I was sort of used to that. My wife's family is a total opposite. They would not do that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you you bring that dynamic into into the family and uh, inevitably, it's going to, you know, something's going to go sideways.
1: There's really no way around it because the more people you bring into anything, the more uh, opportunity th- that contrasts are going to come up. And the, and the interesting part about it is in me doing uh, relationship uh, counseling and, and therapy and couples therapy when I was going uh, doing my master stuff back then, which was an absolute train wreck. What I did find was this. It, it's interesting how... It's it's almost like being a parent. It's interesting how people get into relationships and they're so they're so hyper focused on the other person in regards to trying to get that uh, on a solid foundation that they don't even consider all those other extraneous things, and especially when it comes down to their other the other person's other relationships, and especially yeah. those of which that are the most important. So, in your book, what do you go through in 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 terms of like? particular steps or things to be aware of, or things that you should do to sort of be able to put this on the right track?
0: First, I I looked at, you know, a number of different issues that I think sort of, you know, manifest uh, in one way or another between, you know, a husband and his mother-in-law or a wife and her mother-in-law or a, or a sister-in-law, brother-in-law. And if you look at you know the the various issues they they typically come down to among other things you know uh d- different ethnicities right culture and ethnicities right how yeah I bet that's a big thing that's a big one religion yeah. right that's a oh, big area. one. <laughs> Politics. Uh, I mean, shocker, right? Shocker. I mean, especially, you know, with with what we saw, you know, within this past year and even, I guess, uh, even, you know, present day, you know, uh, have we ever seen a more polarizing uh, time when it comes to, you know, politics? uh, That's 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 our rhetorical question of the day. Yes, yes. <laughs> but I don't want to, you know, say anything to, to disparage or, or generalize. But even level of education can be um, I- an issue that could drive a, a, a wedge between individuals, mm-hmm. generational. You know, obviously, my, my father is uh, eighty five. You know, he he's he's not going to change. Right? He's he has a certain g- belief system uh, and, and within his generation. You know, Meanwhile, my you know my sister in law is you know forty or so. So generational issues. So I bring these up to a certain extent in in my book, and I just use you know just sort of real life examples. I mean, because that's what I've been through about how to deal with them. You know, I used you know for instance my my wife. And, and I think every guy, whether they're married or not, would agree that a woman's intuition is spot on. Uh, uh, absolutely,
1: it, without a doubt. Yes.
0: Yeah. You know, I, so I grew up in a home with three brothers, right, in an Italian family with a dad, an old school dad, and a doting mom, right? So I wasn't really exposed to that, you know, a woman's intuition, you know, outside of my mom, right? And, you know, in college, I lived in a fraternity with 30, 35 guys, and then I had a bachelor pad. And so when I first... Lived with my wife, this, we didn't live together until after we were married. That's when I really, really, you know, you, when you're around someone just about 24-7, you know, my wife has this tremendous intuition. And initially, I'd be like, you know, when she would say something to me, she'd have a funny feeling or, or, or uh, has a, uh, this, you know, gut feel about something. I would just brush it off like, you're crazy. You, you just, you're just, you're, you're imagining. But, oh, you know, very quickly, I found out she's dead on. And, and so that's yeah, scary you know, I, how I, dead
1: on they are. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. so, I,
0: so I, I tell my, you know, my readers that don't underestimate your, your wife's intuition. It, it is, it's a sense almost like, you know, smell, taste, touch, but it's not something that's tangible. But when your wife tells you, you know, I just, I have a funny feeling about this, or I just have a gut feeling that, you know, whatever this may be is not right. You know, I'll give, I'll give an example. My, my older brother, was engaged to a woman that he met through my wife's family, and this, um, uh, his, my brother, uh, his fiance at the time, they lived in Central America. And um, my wife, even though that my brother met this woman through my wife's family, my wife had an uncomfortable feeling about the whole situation. And I told my, mm-hmm. told her, I said, "You're crazy." I said, it's, "Everything's going to be fine." Long story short is the, the woman's mom basically sabotaged the wedding and put the kibosh on it, uh, you know, within them, you know, maybe two months before they're supposed to get married. Hmm. And my wife had told me for months, she said, I just, I don't have a good feeling about this. And she was right. She was absolutely right. And so I, I urge, you know, my, my, my readers to, to do not dismiss your wife's intuition. The woman's intuition is the, is the most powerful force that I've ever come across. And I
1: you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I was raised by uh, primarily by my mom. I've got two sisters. I have a daughter. I have a granddaughter. I'm surrounded by estrogen. And I, I respect that more than anything because I've seen it in action just like you. And as much as you can't put a finger on exactly what it is, we don't have and we can't particularly relate to it on a one-on-one. Yeah. But you you got to... You have to respect it. If you don't give it the respect that, that they feel as though it deserves, then that is a, that's a relationship issue
0: without question and again I, um, I learned many many years ago not to dismiss it uh, and not to just brush it off have but you to ever take, had it, it, take, take it seriously yeah
1: have you ever had a situation where you had you were in a relationship whether it be your wife or something prior, prior to that mm-hmm. and then they mm-hmm. had a they had that feeling about maybe your parents or one of your friends or something and then how did you deal with that?
0: Like every guy, right? I've had friends who I guess you know I call sort of the rough around the edges friend, right? I mean, we've all had that friend who will just say anything, and do anything without thinking of of you know the other person's feelings. Mm-hmm. And you know, this was early on in our relationship. I had a you know a friend um, who who would who would do that the, the rough around the edges guy. I realized that. Just limiting my exposure to, uh, to him of my, uh, limiting my, my wife's exposure to him was probably the best thing. So whereas before, you know, I would, you know, maybe have him over the house or we would go out together for whatever dinner or drinks. I just realized, you know, let, let's put up a wall here between her and him. And I, I don't mm-hmm. have to, you know, sever the relationship and the friendship with him. But um, you know, I don't need to expose. I, you know, look, I didn't but, want to change him. I'm not right. going to change him. And I didn't want my wife to to have to constantly have to deal with see, him. See, that. See, that's so. a that's an interesting compromise. Did you guys mm-hmm.
1: spell it out that way when you communicated about it? Because you really did do a great job at. I mean, she didn't. I'm assuming didn't ask you. Hey, man, you just got to you you got to drop to kick this guy out of yeah. your life because he's a piece of work. But so you effectively created those boundaries to where you could hang out with him, and she was still cool with that. Apparently,
0: yeah, yeah, she was. She, she was. She, she never. You know, my wife and I've been married over twenty years. She, she's never once said to me, you know, I, I, I don't want you to be friends with this guy, or I don't want to have him over the house. She's never said that. But you know, I, I I've been, I've known her for more than twenty five years. I know what makes her tick, and I know what's going to make her happy, and I make her happy, and I just. You know, it, it took me a while. It definitely took me a while. Hence the, you know, the subtitle of my book, A Clueless Guy's Guide to Marriage, because I was the original clueless guy. It took me years to understand and adapt to, you know, uh, going from, you know, a single guy To being the married guy and what comes with that territory.
1: So speaking of that, a lot of people, most of the time, the people that uh, that are listening here are at sort of the beginning stages of that. Mm -hmm. They haven't been married for Mm twenty years, let alone ten, maybe. Mm -hmm. And the and the the advice look looked upon or for is when you do start a relationship or you do get into somebody and you've been with them for 6 months or a year or so and mm-hmm. you're and you're starting to get into that groove to where you guys create your own level of relationship identity and how you guys both you guys as a team relate to other people uh, being his family and her family and how you relate when you first started out mm-hmm. what were some of the things that that some of the big things that did come up and how did you go about Dealing with them in a purposeful way to where you guys were successful and you could move and you could really put those relationships
0: in their place and everybody's cool about everything. So, my wife's family is from Central America. And the first couple of times I went with her to Guatemala, I was literally told how I had to dress a certain way in Guatemala City. Like, really? you can't wear shorts and a t shirt. Now, when I'm on vacation, right, especially if I'm going to Central America, I want to wear shorts and a t-shirt. I do not want to have to get dressed up, and I would argue with my wife, uh, who at the time, you know, we I think we were engaged at the time, and I would argue. With them. I'm like, no, I'm like, I don't care. And then she, you know, but then she explained to me it's a cultural issue. Appearance there, especially in the in the city, means a lot, and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I realized, all right, this isn't her you know, basically dictating to me what I need to do. This is, you know, I just need to be more, have more awareness uh, and be mindful of the things that are important to her. So, you know, it, it'll make her proud and I guess, you know, I guess ostensibly my in-laws as well. So I, I did it begrudgingly.
1: <laughs> yeah, but you know what? That brings up a huge point. That brings up that internal struggle that happens all the time in regards to mm-hmm. saying, and it's, see, I'm a nonconformist, and I think you are kind of, you're, you're kind of, hey, nobody can tell me what to do kind of a thing. Yeah. Especially when yeah. I'm on vacation, I can wear whatever the hell I want. But yeah. that's when it comes down to having the respect more for the relationship and the other person versus your own uh, stance, your own principle stance on not conforming to things. And I think that's a huge compromise to make that a lot of people don't because they feel as though. When they're asked that or they're requested that thing to happen, and if they don't believe it, it's like, um, I mean, your example is perfect because you're like, why should I dress how other people think that I should dress because of some cultural dogma that I don't even believe in in the first place? And I think it's bullshit. And and, and going into that, but then understanding and, and realizing that this is not just a youth thing. This, is, yeah, a, this exactly. is a this is yeah, this is a you yeah. and a her thing and not yeah. only that it's a you and a her and then all of the people because how much Ooh. crap would she take if you showed up in your oh, exactly. in your in your Harachis oh. and your cargo yeah, yeah, shorts yeah yeah, 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 you yeah, know, yeah and and your Panama hat you know it just yeah. just kind of working it working your own thing and saying yeah I don't give yeah. a crap about this you have got to put your ego aside put your non conforming or put your principal stances aside and look at the bigger picture, especially when it comes down to what's best for you guys and her.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and at, at that time, you know, when we were uh, engaged, so I was probably, you know, one of my late 20s at the time. And so, you know, like here I am, I'm an adult, right? Nobody's told me how to dress since I was you know maybe in high school mm-hmm. and maybe, maybe even middle school, you know, and uh, my mom would lay out my clothes for me. But uh, so in high school. Uh, well, maybe in high school. Okay. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so you know, it, it's like it's like I'm an adult. I don't need anyone telling me uh, how to dress. But then you know, you, you look at you know, if you truly love this person, um, you, you realize, okay, this is this will make her happy. And um, you know, one of my the chapters in my book, it literally it's titled, "It's not always about you," and. You know, when I was single, you know, I, if I've learned anything, it's like, guys let things slide, right? Oh, we
1: don't, we don't care about most things.
0: <laughs> yeah, guys, guys let things slide. Oh, yeah. They don't hold grudges. Oh, yeah. Guys, yeah. guys will let things slide. And, and I was just, I was a product of my environment. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I met my wife and it's the first, you know, serious relationship that I, that I had, you know, I dated, you know, in high school and college, but nothing mm-hmm. serious. Right. And then. You know, I realized, all right, this is the woman I want to marry, and then uh, get engaged. Obviously, and, and but boy, it's, it's so much to learn. You know, and that 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 title of that chapter—it's not always about you. Um, the genesis of that is, you know, uh, you know, we were newlyweds, and one morning I got up, uh, my wife was already in the kitchen, and I went into the kitchen and poured myself a bowl of cereal and sat down to look at the sports pages of the LA Times. Just as I about to read them. My wife looked over at me and said something like, You know, did you think that, you know, don't you think that I might want some cereal? And of course, my response was, Oh, do you want some? And she actually Uh didn't want some cereal. Right. It wasn't about the cereal, right? It wasn't about that. Right. right. What she wanted was for me to be considerate and think of her in the 30 years before that I never had to think like that. I never once, you know, when I was living with my roommates, you know, would I ask them, oh, would you guys like some cereal? Because I'm going to get myself a bowl. They would have looked at me like, what are you smoking?
1: (laughs) (laughs) And I think think most situations, uh, ladies out there, if you haven't dealt with this already, you're going to have to help us out on this because this is kind of the guy's thing. And in a relationship, we don't pick up typically on those subtle uh, signs. And you're going to have to, sadly... We're going to have to go through a little pain in regards to uh, our learning curve on this, and you're going to you're going to have to give us the lesson about it's not about the cereal most of the time. There's really no way around that unless the guys just just you know unicorn, but because, because no, there aren't. The one thing I would say is don't don't just roll over and take it. Because there has to be a balance. There's got to be a balance between you guys getting together and communicating and figuring out what your story is as a couple and really how strong you are and what direction you want to go and how important the relationship is with your family and and even your best friends. Because best friends Mm -hmm. can be and are a lot of times even more influential in regards to how the person sees their mate. Yeah. So I just yeah, want to yeah. say, but, you know, take into consideration certain uh, cultural uh, issues and religious issues and whatnot. And a lot of times, religion and politics just don't bring it up because yeah. it's it's like the third rail. Yeah. I mean, you're just, you're just going to yeah. get nobody wins at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but <laughs> but but do not roll over on that stuff. You guys create your boundaries and and be your own people on that, and then find a way to kind of kind of ease in and out in terms of compromising with with the other family stuff because it's not about totally. Totally acquiescing and enmeshing into that, uh, what the family expects. I mean, if the mother in law is just, she's very bossy and she wants you to do certain things at certain times and to acquiesce and to just do what she wants, then that's not a good idea because it, because there's a, there's a level of inherent or I should say subconscious respect that she has because she's actually testing you when she does that.
0: Oh, no question. Right. So if you guys can,
1: if you guys can put up your own united front and that actually, Mm -hmm. Um, that actually brings me into what I want to bring up to you and I want to get your opinion on it. Now there was a, there was an article in the world of psychology and it's, and it's about how healthy couples deal with their in-laws and I'm going to post the link to this article so everybody can read it if they want. Mm-hmm. So how to, how healthy couples deal with their in-laws, healthy mm-hmm. couples realize their in-laws are different people. So that's, that's a realization obviously of, uh, you know, you guy. everybody lives in a different world type of a thing. Yeah. Uh, healthy mm-hmm. couples make an effort with their in-laws, so they so they actually respect the fact that they're there and they have their own thing, and they do make an effort to bridge mm-hmm. the gap, right? Yeah. So that makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what you, that's sense. what that's what you did. Uh, mm-hmm. and healthy couples separate their own relationship from their in-laws. Yes. Yes, without question. Right, you have to. Right. Have uh, to. They also separate their spouse from their in-laws. That's a hu- that's a huge thing, isn't it? Because the, you can't. Have you ever been in a situation where you can't really bag on her mom to the extent that she can? <laughs> have you dealt with that before?
0: Oh have I ever
1: You yes. know it, it, right it, that's, that is a that's quicksand for all you guys out there. Absolutely. Yeah. You cannot go to the level to the depths that she goes when you criticize or badmouth her family. You cannot yeah. do that. Mm-hmm. Right, you just right, and you've you've dealt with it too,
0: without question. Yeah, yeah not good. You know, I, I saw uh, I saw this um, last year. I uh, think the University of Cambridge um, in uh, in the UK released the findings of a study that it did, and you know, this will be a shocker, of course, is that they found <laughs> they found that the biggest rift in marriages occurs between in um, a wife and the and her mother in law. Yeah and
1: that's uh that's first of all that's the most unsurprising study result I've ever heard in yeah, my life.
0: Exactly
1: I know. Uh, so but 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 at least there's some there's some there's some research behind it and you know somebody yeah. got paid. The tips that they say that the specific tips for dealing with in-laws is set boundaries. Uh remember it's only an opinion as in your dad's opinion, right? Ooh, in that situ- yep. in that Christmas Eve situation. Uh, Remember, they're different people with their different perspectives and Mm -hmm. respect your spouse's attachments, which is you, you, you've got to respect the relationship Mm -hmm. they have with their people. And even when it comes down, do you have that issue with your wife and like her best friend? Or did you have to go through the best friend test when you first uh, started seriously dating your wife?
0: You know, I didn't. I didn't have to go through that. I I know guys who have had to go through that. Oh, it's brutal, that. dude. It's brutal. Yeah, yeah. It's it's actually it's actually for yeah. me
1: personally ended a relationship that could have been amazing because her best <laughs> friend had this hang up about me. So that so that brings us to the to pretty much the end. But is there anything else that you don't think that we covered that you'd like to kinda highlight and kinda throw out there mm-hmm. to stick on the wall?
0: Well, I you know, I found uh actually Again, you know, I like like you, you know, always reading, you know, uh, articles and uh, about uh, things that um, I think are, are relevant to what I've written about. And you know, I saw the, the University of Washington several years ago. A team of psychologists there um, studied over six years, one hundred thirty newlywed couples, and to find out, you know, what is it that will make a happy, fruitful, productive marriage, right? And, and I'm laughing. You know you know what their findings found? The common denominator for a happily married couple was that the husband would give in to the wife.
1: Yeah, so that happy life, happy wife thing. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. And, and so, that, so you're, saying, you're wife, saying a legit study, that's what they came yeah. up with?
0: <laughs> That's what they came up with from the University of Washington several years ago. Go Huskies! And and, and you know the more I talk to you know friends of mine who've been married ten plus years, we we I like, think we 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 all agree wholeheartedly with that. And you know, to your point earlier, you you, know, you can't just cave in every time, but you have to you know pick your battle.
1: Bob Marsochi, the uh, almost almost book, I should say, or the the book soon to come out author. You Exhaust Me, A Clueless Guy's Guide to Marriage. Thanks, Bob, for coming on. I really appreciate it. I think this was loaded with lots of fine information for (laughs) both sides. And hopefully, as uh, as two old mentor guys, uh, we were able to share our personal experiences and help uh, out those who are just getting on the road of this.
0: Yeah. Hey, thanks, Tony. I really appreciate it. It was a lot of fun.
1: All right. Take care, Bob. And uh, remember, it's javabud.com, the website. You can find everything on there. I'm on social media. I'm on all that crap. I'm not going to repeat that. You can listen to this on SoundCloud, Stitcher, or iTunes. Uh, but it's better to go to the website because if you go to javabud.com and listen, then you get all the show notes and where the article link happens. <laughs> And, uh, and then you get to look at all the other podcasts and all the other blogs and the fun stuff. So if you want to get a hold of me, you can also hit the contact button on there or uh, you leave a comment below. And remember, rate and review. If you go to iTunes, rate and review. It really helps out. Get us up there. Uh, Lexi will be back next week. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Bob. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye.